for my job is what I have to do is show that we, as a, as a law enforcement agency for the police bureau specifically, are showing proof. I'm gathering documents. I'm, um, I'm showing incident reports. I'm, I'm showing uh, supervisors' actions, all different kinds of things that we are, are abiding by those 110 standards. Hey, welcome back. Episode number 97 of Behind the Badge here at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York. My co-host is back this week. Tiz, hey. how are you? Hey, doing good. You know, like good. I said, went through a couple things. Sorry you know, about I had a passing brother. of a family yeah, member. Very sorry. But things are all good. Life goes on. And yeah. Here we yeah. are with another podcast, sir. And not just that, yeah, the 97th, 97th podcast. We're Unbelievable. Getting, I think we're getting old. We've <laughs> <laughs> been doing these. 97. That's a lot of information sharing with the public, and that's the whole intent behind the badge, right? See what's yeah. behind the badge and who is behind the badge and organizational things and people that support us. But one of the supports I, I always fail to plug is Tommy Burnett with that bumper music because we're coming in from, from Fairport, New York, and uh, he like donated that. Nice it. Plug. Yeah, it gets nice you going, plug. doesn't it? <laughs> Tom, Tommy's good people. His whole family's good people, and uh, it's good to have those folks around us that behind the badge who supports us, and he's one of them. And today we're talking about accreditation. You excited? Yeah, I'm hyped. I mean, because there are a lot of things, like we spoke offline a little bit. Right. There are a lot of things that I didn't know Don't what know. went into accreditation, and I didn't really know what it was all about. You know, like we talked offline, I'm thinking, I hear accreditation, I'm thinking, of, you know, am I getting college credits or what's going on? <laughs> But the thing about it is, it's, it's it's far beyond that, and there are a lot of people out there who don't know. So this is one of the episodes that's gonna it's gonna touch a lot of eyes. Out yeah, there. And, and there needs to be a checks and balance system, and organizations, in particular, organizations that have a lot of power, uh, like law enforcement. And we have an accreditation manager, Denise. How are you? Good. How are you? Great to see you. Thank you. Great having you here. Thanks for having. You're me. loving this, aren't you? I. <laughs> I, I credit Later you. Plead the Fifth Amendment, right? I'll I that. credit you. Up. That makes bad radio, by the way. If you say no comment. This is quite a challenge yeah. to uh, get accreditation on a podcast. Yeah, to, yeah, we're going to do it. It's enlightening for many, it I'm is. sure. And, that, and that's what Tiz just said. People have no idea what we do to keep ourselves as professional as possible. Mm -hmm. So, how about a little bit about yourself? And if you don't mind bragging upon your sons a little bit about the, the oh. service to our country, I'd appreciate that. I know as a proud sure. mom, blue star mom, you'd. More glad to do that. I'd be more than happy to. Yeah, um, well, I was a deputy with the Sheriff's Department in the Jail Bureau for 26 years. I retired, and then uh, the then Commander uh, Jansen McNair brought me in to accreditation. Um, I didn't know anything about accreditation. I, I had worked in training, and so I got touched by accreditation in there. So I understood a little bit, but I'm right. like, I have no idea. So he brought me in. Um, and that was in 2019. So I've been doing that Great. accreditation since then. Learned an enormous <laughs> amount of of about the police and the jail bureau because I do the accreditation for both of those bureaus. Um, I am married to a veteran. I have two sons. Who uh, my oldest son is 23, and he's currently stationed active duty in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Thank you. Uh -huh. um, yes. 101st Airborne. Whoa. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my younger son is graduating from Clarkson University this spring, and he's on an ROTC program, so he'll be committing himself to 
five years as an engineer with the Army. Oh, did he branch already? And he, he knows what branch he's going He's going to engineer, yeah. Oh, good. So my son was ROTC, uh, uh, Zach, and uh, he's over in Germany. And just, okay. Just living afar with him. We're hoping to go over a visit. But it's an experience for families now. You know, when I was in Korea, I talked to my family twice in one year. That was it. Two phone calls. I'd say, this is before cell phones. Cell right? phones, so, yeah. Now we're FaceTiming. We're, you know, if he's not out in the field. Crazy. Um, and we plan on going over and enjoying his experience with him, which again is just how, how it's changed. So, yeah, you could go to Watertown anytime, but yeah. <laughs> town that goes south because. But uh, well, it's great, and thanks for the uh, you know your service and your family of service. Obviously, it's a good bloodline. Enjoyed every yeah. every bit of it. You worked in the jail. I <laughs> I came time. out good. I know exactly. I got a good head and on you my can. shoulders. And so. you can. Yeah, and, uh, it's, it's a difficult it's a work environment. To do that. Thank you. It's, but it's not easy, and you got to work no. at that because it's a, a difficult work environment. Anything with a blue uniform on right now is yes. difficult. Well, yes, that's awesome. So let me ask you this now. You know, like you said, twenty six years in the jail. Mm-hmm. Now, how, how long were you in the in the process of being a, a civilian again and doing accreditation now so far? Um. Well. I retired May 30th of 2019, and I started accreditation in July of that year um, as a civilian. So I had a month off, and I couldn't wait to get back to work because that was just way too long of a vacation. Civilian life is a very different process. Um, It is a a, a challenge to um, go from being in a uniform. Right to having the clothes. It, it, there's advantages to it, for sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but it's a it's a different way of thinking, for sure. So you had to come back because you were getting bored really quick, but I, I thought Jansen was just a good recruiter. I, that's a story. <laughs> well, he's, that's a good re- he's a good recruiter. <laughs> yeah. So we put is. that myth to bed then. So you, it was more your idea. Gotcha. I gave him the talent award, and you know, we got her to come back to do what? Oh, my God, that's pretty cool. Uh, and, and accreditation, so... What is it? I mean, the right. average Joe and Jane are listening to this going, to, as Jansen said earlier, or Jansen, I'm sorry, Tisdale, <laughs> Tisdale. Jansen's on my mind for some reason. Uh, yeah, I must yeah. have a complaint waiting there. He works OPI He's now. He's like so. four or five times <laughs> yeah. already. I did, yeah. <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> how about, uh, just explain, what is, what is accreditation? So what's that mean? And uh, I'll call Jansen later and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so what's accreditation? So um, for the police bureau specifically, the New York State Sheriff's Accreditation Program, New York State Law Enforcement, I got to remember it because we call it nicely because it's a nice short because it's too long to say New York State Law Enforcement Accreditation Program. Um, But they're the governing uh, umbrella body for accreditation for the police bureau. There's 110 standards that they have come up with, and they're kind of governed by the Department of criminal justice um, also for New York State, but they're, they're the whole bodying a- agency who uh, looks at the police bureau and for all the, the law enforcement agencies within the state of New York who voluntarily um, want to be part of this program have 110 standards that they have to show proof that they're abiding by. Mm-hmm. Um, the standards are, are being looked at every year. They change. There's been some hot button topics over this last couple of years where they've either revised the standards or added new ones, taken away some. So they're, they're constantly looking at it. For my job is what I have to do is show that we, as a, as a law enforcement agency for the police bureau specifically, are showing proof. I'm gathering documents. I'm um, I'm showing incident reports. I'm I'm showing 
supervisors' actions, all different kinds of things that we are are abiding by those 110 standards each year. Each year. Well, I, I think that's a great thing because, uh, you know, guys out here who watch the video and things like that, they, they learn as well what, what accreditation means. And out there, they know that, that the sheriff's department, at least, you, you got you got to run in some kind of form. Yes. You know what I mean? And and you guys help keep the sheriff's department operating in that type of optimal type of run, Merritt, what you're doing now, whatever. And the accreditation, I mean, when, once you gather the, the accreditation, how, how long does it last? Forever. Uh, when I gather the proofs. Right. So, um, nice sleep now. And just to backtrack a little bit, for the court, for the civil, and the jail, their governing body is the New York State Sheriff's Association. Pretty much the same thing happens, though. They have their own, each bureau has their own set of standards that they have to abide by to, to get these proofs. So, and, and all these cases, though, all four bureaus, each five years, um, there's assessors from those governing bodies that come on site, and they stay for two, three days, and they look at all of the files and all the information I've been collecting, but they also go out there and they talk to the deputies and they make sure they know what they're doing. They interview um, training officers, they in interview instructors, they interview the administration. Um, they just look at every aspect of the bureau itself, um, pretty much more so than, than even just the standards. They, they make sure that everything is running smoothly and everybody knows their job. Um, and it's, it's a really great thing, number one, because it is voluntary. Right. Um, there's 514 law enforcement agencies in the state of New York and only like 164 are actually accredited. Wow. Um, so it, it's a volunteer thing, but they have to do this process every year. They have to gather these documents. They have to um, have the on-site assessors coming every five years to give us our nice certificates mm -hmm. saying you're doing a good job. And um, so it's it's a really good thing. Monroe County, we have 12 law enforcement agencies and all 12 of them are accredited. So we have a really strong accreditation mm -hmm. area. And and we're the only, only county in New York State that every law enforcement entity is accredited. Oh, I didn't we're even realize that. We're the first to that. do that, right? But it's becoming mandatory through uh, uh, the, the process through the governor's executive order that every police department will become accredited no. or lose funding from New York right. State, which is, in other words, you'll become oh, wow. accredited. So there's a big push on for something that we've voluntarily done for decades, if you will, uh, everybody in Monroe County, let alone us. And mm -hmm. Tiz, it, just coming from the court bureau, did you realize you guys were accredited by the sheriff's association? The, you, you mentioned earlier, do the deputies know? You know the yes, secret? yes, yes. Yeah, good. Okay. You know, but, but I love this because I didn't know what all entailed and, you know, what actually it is. You know, I heard of accreditation, but I didn't know exactly oh, what the merits of it is or what everything was. And that's why I was kind of glad that we had this podcast today. <laughs> and you and the guys out there watching as well, yeah. it kind of lets them know that these guys are running in a certain formation and it's not just willy-nilly, which I love the fact that we're doing this now as opposed to, uh, like you said, once it becomes mandatory. Right. So how, how hard is it to get all your ducks in a row after it becomes mandatory? There's a lot of people scrambling. Hey. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's maintenance it's great. too. You do a lot of maintenance. I mean, that's it is. Probably it's the a lot of, your job, of right? work. It is a lot of gathering it. of yeah. information um, for, and it's great for us because you have an accredited person that, who's dedicated to the job. Right. There's smaller law enforcement agencies yeah. that aren't going to have that the beauty of being able to have someone. They're going to have to sign someone, probably a supervisor right. who's going to have to take away 
um, so it's it's going to be quite a, well, a task. You're a blessing. For, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll say it. Okay. You're, you're a blessing to us. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to have the personality to do this. I mean, this is tough work. Your 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 job is to make sure we're running straight. So that means when you see something not going correct. Mm-hmm. Your job is to make people aware of that and, and let them know Correct. the standards. And again, that can be a difficult position, especially in a paramilitary organization. That's it's a skill. That is <laughs> a communication skill. Yeah, there, absolutely. it doesn't work sometimes, but it, that's all right. Uh, I got your back. Now, <laughs> is there typically a, like a, a time frame that that you're given to to come into compliance with this, or you know, during the whole process of it? Um, so there with the standards we have to show compliance every year so i have that year um to show compliance now there are some times when things like for instance covid right um, and i'll give you an example it was tough to get uh the the correct training hours because we weren't able to gather (laughs) Um, so of course new york state is going to kind of go back and so in the in the year 2020 and 2021 we have to give an annual report and in that annual report, I did state that we were not able to comply with the the acquired hours of training due to gathering. We had to make it up, you know, through DMS and or you know online training and and try to get creative in other ways. Um, but they understood, you know, and I I sure we were not the only agency to be able to comply with that. But I mean, that's just an example. Yeah. Now we're right back on board. And as long as they came to their assessment, which was in 2021, we were in compliance with everything. So well, I appreciate it. I think it's very important. Any professional organization looks within uh, and is able to call it when we're doing it well, but also able to call it when we're not doing so well. And that just keeps us more professional. Another thing about accreditation I, I try and emphasize is it, it adds efficiency to the organization, right? If we have standards and we have compliance of those standards, overall that adds, it, it, the gears are, you know, gelling and meshing that much easier. Uh, when you have that willy-nilly, right. <laughs> it right. causes confusion in organizations, any organization. So uh, it's a lot of work. We've dedicated a full-time staff member to it, right? You're full-time? Part-time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have you full-time, but whatever. Um uh, well, we roll some uh, some B-roll, as we call it in the media world, but, uh, you know, show you working. I know you're loving this video. Mm. Mm, she says. <laughs> Who's your partner deputy there? Uh, that is Deputy um, Katie Thomas, awesome. who is the training unit coordinator for the police bureau. All right. And we joked offline about these color codes. Mm-hmm. This is so important. They come in, and the first thing they're looking at is these colors and what the means. There's so much organization structure to this. It, it is all about organizing. So the color codes is... You know, it, it means something to the standard. And then when the assessor actually comes on site and looks through my files, I color code all the answers within our policy that answer the that standard. Answer that so it, it just makes it a quicker reference for them rather than having to read a 13-page policy. Right. They're going to go right go to right where to the that. color code is and it answers the standard. Good. So that's nice sleep's request, though. I, I didn't come up. I can't take the, the credit for that one. Oh, you shouldn't take it. No. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a uh, – and when they come and they, they re-accredited us, they, they inspect. I mean, they're here to coach. They're here to find, if you will, errors, but it's not all about the errors. It's all about – and sometimes we're allowed to solve those while they're still here. I mean, we can fix yes. some things. And yeah. So the fact that they identified and were fixing it almost immediately just, again, as the yes. efficiency of the organization. Right, right. And that's why I said with the process of other agencies not in that yet and eventually going in that direction, 
I, whew, I can just imagine. I mean, the scrambling, you know what I yeah. mean? To get everything in, in code, and we're already doing that here. So that makes things so much easier for it. And like you said, once you got that machine running in a certain type of mm-hmm. run mode, it, it'll continue in that run mode and makes things so much easier for you to have, have that answer for this if this goes wrong or this for that. And I love the fact that, and you're on top of that with the color coding. That is, to me, simple as it is, that's brilliant. She invented that. I don't know if I <laughs> Her and Jansen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're going to uh, have to give them a plug. Oh, he's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> he's over How did I get in this show? Right. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? I don't, I don't even work there anymore. Uh, well, let me ask you, what, what are some of the important standards that we do meet here at the Sheriff's Department? Um, well, for instance, just in 2022, the state gave us for the police bureau and they have generated to all bureaus for the sheriff's office. Um, all the bureaus are concerned about the health and welfare, number one of the employees and number two of the people that are in our custody. Right. Um, and those two standards have become paramount. Um, specifically with the police bureau it's a hot topic um, and you were ahead of the game with the officer wellness and the health and and with the prior podcast that we did um, that became a standard mm-hmm. officer wellness with us for this year um, so that's stuff and it's been nice because I've had so much material to be able to right. gather on mm-hmm. that um, because we were ahead of the you were ahead of the game honestly with There's that it's, we here it's well <laughs> it's it's, we. it's great um, so Officer wellness has been a big factor, which has been awesome. Um, the uh, health and safety, again, of those people that are in our custody and care, and that's with the jail, that's in the court, that's the civil bureau when they're out there. Um, it's the police. It, it's It's been a, a huge hot topic. And so, again, that's been very easy for me to gather a lot of information because we do so well with right. it. Um, we have so much training the training that we do is phenomenal. I can't, I can't even say enough about that because it's just been so easy for me to gather information um, because of the amount of training that we do and the quality, not only the quality, but the quantity of training we do. It's, it's been great for us in that respect. So those are two big ones. Yeah. You know, you think about uh, our history, the recent history and use of force was a big one and and adjustments made at the state level, uh, driven down through accreditation process is like, for instance, de-escalation. And, yeah. and, de- and training and de-escalation, but also documenting that you're doing the training. What is your policy? It wasn't a heavy lift for us to make those adjustments, uh, A, because we've traditionally done that type of training. We might not have put that term on it, but we definitely did withdrawals or techniques, tap outs, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, but the fact is we didn't, it wasn't a heavy lift where some departments are scrambling to how are we going to throw this in the middle of our curriculum. We have good curriculum, so all we can do is yes. make adjustments. Yeah. Do you notice Tiz is a coffee mug over here? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to thank the guys in the, in the studio that put put everything together. <laughs> you know, ninety seven episodes, guys, yeah. and, I, and I got my first drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> and and a ge- young gentleman, Mateo, just left us, and that was a plug for him. That where was my water for ninety seven? <laughs> well, that's awesome. Anything you want to add about accreditation as we wrap up the show? Um, no, I no. I appreciate you need? no. Mm, this is your I, time. Oh, you! Yeah. I wish I would have known that question was coming. I would have made a list. <laughs> no. We're gonna put that one in the no Miranda zone. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, that'd be a good question. Anything you need, it'll stump everybody. So, Tiz, why don't we finish up with that no Miranda? At least you can't leave easy here. So you gotta... Like the sheriff said, the no Miranda zone is where we throw some questions at you, try to put you on the spot just a little oh. bit, but it's a friendly spot. Oof. 
Sure is. Okay. So one thing, let me start off with this one. Uh, just easy stuff for you. Favorite takeout food? Gosh, I don't even eat takeout. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to – and the only reason why I'm saying this is because I, I, my younger son – begs me to go to Taco Bell every single really? time he's in town. Oh, my God, but, Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, so I went there the first time uh, not too long ago about Taj. She's living us from Haiti, and we did Taco Bell. Like It was probably one thirty in the morning. We're coming home really late for <laughs> oh some event. God. Yeah, thank you. It was like a frat party in the drive-thru. It was like, oh, it was like oh, all 18-year-olds yeah. maybe been drinking. I don't Better know. Better garbage, <laughs> garbage <laughs> plate. Yeah, garbage plate. Now that, that you gave me a second to, to uh, think. Garbage well, plate, i well, got to say. Mr. Tahoe, thanks you for that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> If you're going to binge watch TV programs, what, what are you going to watch? Sopranos. Oh, I like that. I like Nothing that. to do with all those vowels in your name, was it? <laughs> I'm married to it. <laughs> Last book you've read? The accreditation manual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The last one I just finished was uh, a biography on St. Faustina. What is her era? When, she, when, when was she alive? For? She, uh, early 1900s. Okay. She died right before World War II wow. um, and had some pretty amazing predictions. Predictions, what's about to occur? Yeah. How scary is that? That was right. It was and it, and it, cool. I couldn't imagine living in those times when you see that unfolding right in front of you, this mm. oppression coming at you and the military buildup and... How, how scary it had, let alone when they executed, you know, the, mm. the movements forward. But Oof. people saw it. People heard it. People knew it. Mm. We couldn't do much about it. It just seems so. That's that's nerve-wracking. Mm. Well, on that light note, we're going to finish up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you make accreditation interesting. Yeah. See, that wasn't that oh, yeah. hard to do. That was good. Oh, my hands are sweating. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on behalf of uh, Tisdale and Jansen and myself, we'd like to thank you for joining our episode here. Thanks. Thanks. It's great, great having you. So. I'm going to get a call from Jansen. <laughs> I hope you do. It's all, it's all intentional then. <laughs> but thanks for joining us. Thanks for what you do. We Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank all you. Right. Have a good one. Right. Bye.